something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshta, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Parsi Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information to help you to cope while living with low vision. What to do when you've just been diagnosed with a serious eye condition? Being told that you have a vision condition that could potentially cause blindness can be a very, very devastating experience. I know for myself, when I was given the news that I had a diagnosis that could potentially lead to blindness, there were so many thoughts that rushed through my mind. I was shocked. I was angry. I was in denial. I was scared. Every feeling was there all at once. I've read books in the past that said that when a person is given this type of information, we typically are in shock, and then later we have other feelings. But for me, it didn't follow the textbook. Not at all. I felt every bit of emotion within the first 10 seconds. And I think this is something that many people also experience similar types of feelings. You don't know what to think. Is this really happening? Could a doctor be wrong? What's going to happen if I can't see at all? If I'm blind, I won't be able to drive. I can't work. How am I going to earn a living? Will I have enough money? I'll never have any fun again. These are just some of the types of things that might go through your mind in a matter of seconds when the doctor first tells you that you have a vision condition or some sort of diagnosis that could leave you blind. But in reality, I think there's something that we also have to remember. This is something that we need to do. We need to remember that we are not the only person who has ever been diagnosed with this type of condition. Many times when we're given this type of diagnosis, we feel that we're the only person. Why me? How am I going to manage through this? But if we really step back, we remain calm, we'll remember that years past, there's been millions of other people who have gone through the similar types of experience of being given a diagnosis of blindness, cancer, heart disease, or many other types of things. And for all of those who have been given the diagnosis of some type of vision problem, these people, they made it through it. It wasn't really the end of the world, even though we might think it was the end of the world, but people made it. Also, there's going to be people in the future. You're not the only person who's going to be diagnosed with this type of a condition, but there's going to be other people in the future who will also be diagnosed. So if we know that we're not the only one, that other people have gotten through it, this is something that we too can also get through it. This is something that really helped me quite a bit when I started to realize that there I wasn't the only one, that there were so many other people who have been diagnosed with this kind of eye disease and that there will be more people. As I understood this, it helped me to understand that, hey, if they could do it, so can I. The second thing to remember when you're given this type of diagnosis is truly try to stay calm. Try to stay calm. Try to be as rational as possible and analyze it. Almost just like if you're watching a movie, you might be able to decipher what should be done next. When we stay calm, it helps us to be able to think more rationally and it also is going to make us feel much, much better. When you're given a diagnosis of something that's tragic like this, we have to remember a few things as well. Number one, yes, we're not the only one. 
But number two, could it be that the doctor has made a mistake? Doctors are only human, and doctors also can make mistakes. Some of the tests that they perform, some of the instruments that they use, there could often be different types of mistakes. I can't tell you how many times that I had patients who were misdiagnosed with the wrong eye disease. They were told that they were going to be blind in less than a year, and these patients actually did not have that particular type of eye disease. So if we stay calm, we can rationalize and remember that, you know what, this doctor might have made a mistake, or maybe the tests aren't accurate. What can we do to solve that type of a problem? Well, one of the things is that we always, we always should go for a second, and I recommend a third opinion. Even if it is going to be something that costs you a few hundred dollars, it's definitely worth it. It's your eyes. It's your vision. And it's your peace of mind to know that you've done everything possible. Just because you have an insurance program that will only allow you to see certain doctors, that doesn't mean that you have to see these people. There's other doctors out there, and it would be worth your time and your investment to be able to see some of these other experts. In a calm voice, you want to ask your doctor, you know, with all due respect, I appreciate all of the things that you've done to help me, but can you also refer me to another person who could give me a second opinion? A second opinion would be so helpful to me so that maybe I could just be certain that this is the right thing. Would you give me the name of a specialist that you might recommend so that I can have a second opinion? When you ask a doctor in this manner, I think the doctor is going to be understanding and willing to give you that type of referral. You do want to see a specialist, definitely a specialist in that area. So you want to go ahead and have a second opinion. The third thing that you really also need to do when you've been diagnosed with this type of eye condition is that you also have to try to create a plan. With this particular type of plan, you can set out what is going to be the best way for you to go about doing all the things that you need to do to find out the answers. For example, you want to set a plan that you can go and have a second opinion with a doctor on such and such a date to make things a bit easier and so that you don't have to have tests and tests repeated and repeated you might ask your doctor to provide you with copies of the records before you leave that office appointment you want to ask the doctor or the nurse may I have a copy of my chart can I have a copy of these photos because Dr. Smith has referred me to see his colleague for a second opinion and I think this would be helpful to take that information when you have all of that type of information, this is going to be something that gives you much, much more information to share with that doctor. You might call the doctor that you've been referred to and ask him, would you like for me to send you this information so that you could refer it? I know that you're very busy and maybe perhaps it would be better for you if you could review it before I came in that day. Some doctors might really appreciate that. When I was a doctor, I truly appreciated having that information beforehand. So this is another type of thing that you could do to plan and to prepare. Another thing that you could do to plan and prepare is you also want to go ahead and you to talk to your family. You have to be under control so that your family also stays calm. When your family is not calm, it could cause so much stress and anxiety within the overall household. I know that one of the things that I really tried to do was to remain as calm as possible when I was given this diagnosis. 
I knew that if I told my family or my mother, they would get just so emotionally worked up that it would make me so stressed, I would be so uncomfortable. And so this is something that we also have to try to do, is to try to think, how can we plan and do things so it doesn't disrupt all of us that are around us? So overall, the most important thing to remember when you've been diagnosed with some type of a diagnosis of a macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, glaucoma, or some other type of devastating illness, you want to first of all remain as calm as you can. Remember, it is normal for you to have these feelings that you do have, but quickly you have to try to tell yourself, you know, stay calm. Others have gone through this, others will go through this, and I will go through this too. It won't be the end of the world. Number two, let's remember that doctors are human beings, and it's possible that they might make a mistake. So let's have a second or a third opinion. We can ask these doctors or others that we know for a referral. Get copies of your records so that you could then take them to the referring doctors. And most importantly, keep the faith. If you keep faith, you also will understand that there's so many other things that are ahead of us that can be very positive. I know for myself, there was a time I had no faith, but I regained my faith after I realized that blindness wasn't something bad, that it was just something that was different. With this in mind, you can keep the faith. As a doctor, I have seen dozens and dozens of literal miracles these particular types of miracles that occurred were things that I never thought could have happened. Whether it's because of faith, Eastern medications, or just luck of the chance, I've seen people who should not have improved their vision, where their vision did improve and became back to normal. So keep these things in mind the next time that you have been given a diagnosis of bad news or something that's related to your eyes and I think it will help you to move forward to coping with low vision. I hope this information is helpful to you. If you'd like to learn more about any of these things regarding coping with low vision, please visit our podcast section of www.airsla Living and Coping with Low Vision. For Airs LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshita. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and print impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited.